Hello, and welcome to a roundtable discussion on the Topic of Page podcast. My name is John Mayer. In this episode, I'm joined by guests for a lively conversation on a topic we hope you'll find interesting. This is our San Diego Comic-Con International 2014 Quick Start episode. I figured it'd be fun to do. We've got a little bit of time. We, I'm here with, with Kay Kellum, my sister, and we are uh, en route to, to San Diego. We've made it out of Texas into, uh, through New Mexico. We drive every year. We're crazy. And we've made it into uh, Tucson, Arizona. Really good time. We figured, I mean, I've been going to this convention for 30 plus years. I think I missed one in that time. And I mean, like 30, 35 years, as far back as I can remember. He's been going quite a bit longer than I have. I've only been going for 23 years, though, to my credit, I haven't missed a single convention in those 23 years. Yeah, I've got this thing called a day job. Hey, I work. I just have a more flexible schedule. And that's the difference. Whether you're taking off you know, a couple of days to, to go to the full preview night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing, or if you're just going there for the weekend or just going for a day, San Diego is an incredibly overwhelming convention. It's a huge convention. So having some kind of a sense in the game plan going in, I think is mandatory. I know people who have worn pedometers when they go to San Diego and at the end of an, a quote average day, they have walked six miles. Now, I have a day job involving sitting around at a computer all day. I am not built for this. So, first piece of advice, comfortable shoes, good shoes, socks with extra padding, tighten up those shoelaces, make sure those shoes fit. You're going to be using them a lot. Have a bottle of water with you and snacks that are in your bag because you're going to spend a lot of time in lines waiting for things and you don't want to be wishing you had time to go grab a bite to eat. Just take advantage of the time you have in line and put it to good use with those snacks and your bottle of water. Well, and while you're in those lines, keep in mind the other people in those lines are going to the same thing you're going. That means they're probably interested in the same thing you're interested in. Turn around and talk to them. There's some very cool people who go to Comic-Con. You can make some great friendships that way. Definitely. I've, I'm have i still in touch with people I met 10, 15 years ago in lines, and they're convention friends and wonderful, wonderful friends at that. Yeah, if you hit it off, exchange email addresses or not, you know, whatever. But, you know, enjoy your time there. Be, be kind to the people around you, both... The people in the lines, the people you see at the, the booths, the, the people managing the lines and stuff, everyone's there to have a good time, and it, it's kind of a team effort, I think, on that. And think about the fact that when they tell you things like bend the line, some of this is dictated by the fire marshal. It may not make sense. You just think, I want to be in this line, get where I'm going. But they can't be blocking aisles. They can't be blocking other booths. There is a method to the madness, even though at times it seems a little crazy, the gyrations you're going through as you line up next to a wall for a booth in the middle of the exhibit hall, for instance. Bottom line, work with the people managing the lines both at the booth the security people whatever it may seem a little ridiculous heck it might even be ridiculous but again they're there for a reason they're trying to make sure everyone can get where they're going do what they want to do everyone there is trying to do their best job there and never be embarrassed to ask what is this line for because on occasion when you stop to ask what is this line for you'll find out it's something really awesome 
or you'll find out it's not actually a line. It's a group of people talking and other people got in behind them because they thought it was a line. There is a certain line mentality. If there's a line, it must be something cool. I'm getting in it for the freebie. Checking in advance is, is a smart move because it may be that it's a very cool thing, just not the very cool thing you're going after right then. Yes. Now, I've been amazed at times over the years how some people just frankly get completely lost inside the convention hall. It's easy to do. It is, but it's also easy to not do. It's easy yes. to understand where you're going. But it comes down to this thing. I, I did the math once, and it's about the size of 10 football fields. You know, going that, back to I'm not an athlete. I'm not designed for 10 football fields. Even if you are, I think this would be a bit of a marathon for some athletes. Um because it's, it's huge, and if you've got a heavy backpack, you're trud trudging around and stuff, uh, avoiding other people, other lines, etc. Uh, the bottom line is know where you're going, plan ahead before you get to the convention center every day, or as you get there, first thing, pick up the daily update. Definitely. That's going to have the daily grid. It's going to have things that have changed in the programming. The uh, online and the, the app they have on the iPhone and the Android, should have the same thing. Boot it up at home before you get in. Sync it up. That way, if there are database updates, it can get that. I advise, though, getting that print two-page thing because there are going to be 100, 150,000 people at the Comic-Con. Mm -hmm. A lot of us are geeks. A lot of us have devices. We're going to be inundating Wi-Fi, the cell phone towers, everything. So it's great. I love those tools. I don't bank on those tools. There are times when text messages will have a anywhere from a 10-minute delay to a one-hour delay because the circuits get overwhelmed and busy. So while it's normally an instantaneous technology, just keep in mind how many people are using it in that small proximity at the time. Well, and your mileage will vary. And what I mean by that is not only will it vary from our experience, it'll vary from your friend's experience based on what carriers they're using. Some carriers may have a much better infrastructure in San Diego and in the gas lamp than others. You may have no problems, but other people may, may not be able to maintain a signal, get a call out, or, or get your text message in a timely manner. It will vary. So there's a certain go Amish or go home, I think, to be had here. Uh, again, I love these things. I think the app that uh, they've got this year looks awesome, very powerful. It's got the map, the booth stuff, whatever. I'm very glad that they've got it on Android and stuff, but tangible print stuff, hard to beat. Now, to find your way around in the convention center in the exhibit hall floor itself, a couple of key, key things to, to keep in mind. It goes through hall A through G. These things are lettered from right to left as you're standing facing uh, the, the bay side with the, the Harbor Drive behind you. So as you come in from the, the front lobby. And I'm going to ask John to do what I always beg people to do. Call Harbor Drive the street side. Call the side with the water the bay side. Because the moment you start calling it the Harbor side and the Harbor Drive side, you have so much confusion going on. Bottom line, you're coming in from the gas lamp, you've crossed the street, you've gone across the tracks, you're in that front lobby, you're going in. From that side of it facing where the water is, not that you can see the water, there's exactly. this whole wall in the way. Anyways, from the far right is going to be uh, Hall A, over to the far left is going to be G, that of course is adjacent to Hall H, where the mammoth panels are. Over in Hall A is where they start numbering the aisles from... 
I believe 100 at the far wall to 200 then 300 and then it just goes 100 by 100 so if you're looking for something in the the low hundreds head west essentially go to hall a that side of it if you're looking for something over in the you know five thousand five thousands or whatever most of the five thousand i was could, gonna say there are two quote aisles that defy what we're saying i think it's uh 54 and 5500 uh one's the front wall one's the back wall i will be honest i've got a printout of the map in front of me but my eyesight's not good enough to determine what the those numbers sometimes shift a little but anything from about 5,300 on down is over by Artist Alley and Hall G. The aisles as you walk from the street side to the bay side, um, again going from the lobby towards the water, you're going to have um, even number on one side, odd numbers on the other, and basically it goes in blocks. There are like four blocks of booths that have like five booths along it then there's a, a, a an aisle going lengthwise another five booths aisle going lengthwise etc so it's basically the first 10 or so booths are going to be in that first block booths you know 11 to 20 or so and basically you go down one aisle pay attention to the numbering or look at the map when you first get into the convention center and you get that program dead center of it pull that map out pull it out of that thing it's it's a gatefold map it's wonderful once you understand that numbering, it's like, okay, here are the hundreds, boom, that gets me to the aisle. The the one is the, the closest to the street. The high number, which is like 35, 36 or whatever, closest to the water. Odds are on one side, even or the other. You can find any booth instantly if you know the booth number. Well, and they have banners hanging from the ceiling near the middle of the hall, making it easy to know which aisle is which. When you arrange to meet friends, if you pick a huge booth, DC, WB, something like that, don't just say, I'll meet you at DC. Say which corner of the booth. I would say it doesn't matter the size of the booth. Do that regardless. We've had a couple of times, I'll meet you at this booth. It's a 10 by 10, even if it's just a 20 by 20. If it's a crowded one, there's a long line wrapped around it. You could be three or four feet from the person you're trying to meet not see them, not hear them, and miss them. It's Believe me, it's happened to me. Yeah, the, the crowds and the number of people that can be pressed into a small area is dumbfounding at times. Now, on the far right side of the hall, down at uh, Hall A, that's where they're putting the video games these, this year. That's also in Hall B, uh, which is the... Again, uh, first couple hundred, uh, I need better eyesight or a bigger map for this. Um, but basically around aisle like 500 through 1200 or so in the early block, that's where they've got the gold and silver age stuff. Interesting. A difference from previous years where video games used to be in G. They did. They've split those around. As you get towards lobby B and C in the front of the hall, you're going to have the uh, IP pavilion, independent press. That's also where you're going to start to see most of the major publishers, DC, Marvel, Sideshow Collectibles, Dark Horse, Image, etc. Back at the end of Hall B is where you're going to get the small press pavilion. Uh, you're also going to see publishers like Oni, Slave Labor Graphic kind of in the middle there from front to back. Also back in, in uh, Lobby uh, B or Hall B, um, more towards uh, the, the lower number aisles, 
You're getting the web comics and stuff. Hidden in the back at uh, Hall A is where they've got some of the smaller exhibitor tables. These are uh, toys and publishers and stuff like that. People who basically wanted a table that they could get for a few hundred dollars versus a booth that cost them a few thousand. Because uh, booths are not cheap. It comes down to, do you have just a 10 by 10? Do you have multiple? Do you have a corner, an aisle? Do you want power? Do you want chairs? I mean, it's it's crazy. Hall D, um, A, B, and C of the hall is what was the old section of the convention center years ago. If you go up to the mezzanine in the back, you can kind of o get an overview of all that section. If you take the escalators up to the mezzanine and kind of stop at that middle level and go around, it looks like it's just a snack area, but go around to where the windows are and look down over the exhibit hall. And these days, you can only see about half of what the convention is. But in the old days, that was all of it. Now, the other way to get to that mezzanine is if you're up in the sales or up on the top level, over by hall, 6G, yes. ABCD, all... Basically, uh, the rooms 1 through, I think, 12 or whatever. There's this huge lobby area. Then there's the sales. In that lobby area, you go to the back, again, the base side. You go down. There's two flights of stairs. That middle flight, that's where they hide not only the, the mezzanine, a uh, few places to eat, the area to overlook the hall. That's also where they hide, I think, rooms 13 through 19. That sounds right. Again, we're in a we're in a hotel room. I'm doing some of this from memory. Um, Hall D was where they started expanding the convention center ages ago. I forget when. Um, this is where all the Star Wars stuff is with Lucasfilms, Hasbro, etc. You get other toy companies, Mattel, Lego. Um, you also get some of the manga stuff with with Viz Media. I think Hasbro's in there. So a lot more of the the toys, media, that kind of a thing. Over in Hall E, no, uh, Halls D and E only have three aisles that, f or three blocks of booths. That first, what would have been the first block is kind of just not there because they've got a little bit more space in the lobby there. That's where you're going to do your registration. That's where they got the Starbucks. They've got a FedEx business center, I think, there. At least they did last year. Uh, but then as you get into Hall E, you're getting towards Weta, Konami, Nickelodeon, BBC America, Square uh, Enix, a lot more video games, movie, TV type stuff, stars, uh, MTV, uh, things of that nature. And then when you get to Hall F, things get a little interesting because you still have in the back of that Warner Brothers, ABC, Walking Dead, 20th Century Fox, a lot of big movie studios. So this entire area can get just crazy when they have like the cast of The Big Bang Theory. In past years, that would be followed immediately by the cast of Chuck or something. So you've got one huge draw leaving as they're doing a full cast signing. Another one coming in right behind it. It gets real crowded real quick if you if you time it wrong. And frequently the tickets for these autograph signings have been given out at 7 or 8 in the morning up in the sales pavilion before people even had the chance to enter the hall. This is where planning ahead makes sense. Know what you want to do. Look up in the schedule, is this a ticket required? Where do you have to go to get the ticket? When do you get the ticket? Is it not? Planning in advance, it may be a little, you know, of a hassle for some people, but it pays off big time. Uh, particularly if you want an exclusive, know when and where you've got to be and, and plan accordingly. Um, also in Hall F is where you start getting 
um, some of the uh, different uh, illustrators, the painters, and stuff like that. You can just see some amazing art there. Good place to get some, some other original art there. And then finally over in Hall G's where you hit Artist Alley um, and some of the t-shirt stuff's over there. Style uh, Styling's actually usually got a booth over there in Hall G in the corner of Hall C up at the front. Um, and I think they also sometimes have one way over in Hall A. I mean, they're, they're literally all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, some people claim it's impossible to walk the entire floor. I know that to not be true. I do that every year. It is not easy. You need to pace yourself. But if somebody is out of shape as I am can do it, it's possible. Uh, you just need to be organized. Again, you can't do it all in one day. Figure out what your priorities are. Keep track of where you've been so you don't redo it. And I usually try to go with an organized grid pattern. I used to try to go up and down every aisle the full length. That does not work. A couple of reasons why. One, not all the aisles are really straight and easy to go back, particularly once you hit halls C and D with the bigger booths. You just get halfway down and then you're stuck. It's like, well, this is the middle of, of DC. Well, I'll cut through and I'm in the middle of Sideshow. And wait, did I see these booths? Sometimes you get the occasional uh, east to west little break in a thing uh, of booths versus just the straight, you know, kind of north south or whatever it's you, you got to have a game plan i usually go with the front row of, uh front block of booths from hall a to c work my way back with that second block uh from c to a and then kind of that third block then that fourth block um and if you plan it right you kind of wind up where you want to be for the next section or whatever or you just time it based on what panels you're going to do and what's near them so you don't get out of a panel and say, gosh, I'm, I want to go to Artist Alley, have to go halfway across the floor, get there, spend a little time. And, oh, the next panel you want, it's a 20 minute walk away. Yeah, definitely pay attention to what room the panel you're interested in is in and what part of the exhibit hall that it's above. And notice which vendors you're interested in are in that part of the exhibit hall. Now up-down access from the exhibit hall up to the panel rooms. There are escalators in the front lobby. There are some over in lobby G that will take you up towards the... Uh, uh, the high-numbered rooms. high-numbered rooms. Ballroom 20 is just east of the sales, so opposite the sales from where the 1 through 12 rooms are. The 1 through 12 rooms have usually, and I, I don't recall what they had on the map this year, Certain of those two hallways go in. The other one is always out. They will yell at you if you go down the wrong one. The reason for that is they're trying to manage the crowds. And otherwise, it's complete chaos. Nobody can get anywhere. So is it a hassle to have to go a little further down another hallway to, to go you know two rooms down from where you were? Yes. But they've also, by doing this stuff, gotten rid of the problem they had a number of years ago where panels will be running late because it took too long to get people in and out of that. Yeah, and they have very good line management. They have very clearly marked, this is the line for 6AB. This is, or sorry, 6BC. This is the line for 6DE. Uh, We've been in a few lines for, I don't know if it was Ballroom 20 or what, that stretched kind of to the back of the, the convention center on the top floor all the way down, outside, all the way back. It seemed like it was going practically back to the airport. 
But those lines, when they get moving, they move fast sometimes. They do. Other times they're at a dead stop. Your mileage will be variable and probably slow. But, again, they're trying to get as many people in as they can. Well, and for the lines that they put outside for Ballroom 20 and for the rooms for six, the sections of the alphabet, uh, at least in previous years, they've put up tents over portions of it to try and protect you from the sun. Yeah. So they're really quite realistic and helpful. Now, along those lines, the other thing to keep in mind, not only are you going to be standing in lines, walking around all day, I think they take every chair out of the convention center the days leading up to the, the con. It is very, very challenging to find some place to sit down and just get off your feet. For me, that's a big deal because I, again, not used to being on my feet all day. Um, places to sit down, panel rooms, um, under the sails. They've got a big place by the autograph area to, to sit. Beyond that, it is slim pickings. The mezzanine area has some seating by where there's food. Uh, outside on the stairs area, you can sit on some of the stairs, and there's outside in that back area near the stairs. There's some seating, but that's in the sun. But yeah, seating is at a premium. And if you just try to sit down along the wall, either in the lobbies, in the convention uh, exhibit hall floor and stuff, expect to get shooed away. Again, fire marshal regulations. Exactly. Not, the security guards aren't doing this just to be a a pain or something they're doing it because they have to it's all in the name of should anything go wrong everybody has to be able to get to the exits as quickly and safely as possible and that's why they have to keep you from sitting against the walls yeah. unfortunately so, listen to them respect them be nice to them um and you know let's all play nice and, and try to to have a good con so again Lobby G, there's an escalator up over there. There are also ones over in front of Lobby D and in front of uh, Lobby B. Also at the back of Hall B is where you can get up through the, the back to the mezzanine up to the top. Now what that means is there are certain rooms that are much easier to get to than others. Um, the podcasting panel, for instance, I believe is in 28AB. Let me double check that. Yes, 28DE. 28DE, which should be right next to the other one. That's upstairs, kind of above Hall E, thereabouts. So if you go up the back way through the mezzanine, you've got to go up to that upstairs lobby, cut through the sails, go behind Hall uh, Ballroom, 20. Ballroom 20, and go down a little ways. Um, or if you go up Hall from the escalator in front of Hall G, you would go up, kind of go around the east end of the thing to, to double back. Mm -hmm. Not hard to get to. The number the, the rooms are at that point numbered in a logical numerical order. Um, it just plan in a little walking time no matter where you're going. Now keep in mind, this year not only are the panels running later in the day, some of them are over in the Indigo Ballroom at the Hilton Bayfront. Mm -hmm. That's a good 10 minutes once you've left the convention center. Definitely. And the line for that one goes up an escalator, down an escalator, and frequently it goes out the building and along the bay. And last year there were no tents over the line for that one when it was outdoors. One of the last times I was in there was for one of the Power Ranger panels and I was able to walk right in, but it, it took 5, 10, 15 minutes to get over there. Now see, I tried to go for How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, I could see where there's a different crowd for both of those. Other panels are happening at the the Marriott. Now, the um, 
the the Hilton Bayfront uh, is all, uh, on the east side, past Hall H, outside. Go across the street or whatever. They also have a kind of a grassy area there. I forget what they call it. Uh, that's where they're going to have the Gotham recreation yeah. this time around, the zip line and stuff. Gotham will be there, and it will be a recreation that you can zip line over. The zip line will be 130 feet long and 30 feet off the ground. Plenty of things to do. That seems like one of the more uh, insurance um, challenged, perhaps? or One does wonder. Hopefully one of the more heavily insured ones they've had. Uh, there was one year they had something It was a... For heroes? For heroes. They had the carnival thing with this bungee thing you could jump on. And I'm like, man, somebody's going to get themselves killed. Bungee cord harnesses on trampolines. Yeah. And somebody wound up getting kind of hurt. hurt. And suddenly that stopped. Um, yeah. As you face the convention center, to your left is the Hilton Bay front. To your right is the Marriott Marquis. Beyond the Marriott, to your right, is the Hyatt, which I do not believe has any events. You could argue on that one, because while it doesn't have any official events, the Hyatt bar scene is somewhat legendary. Very true. Now, if if you're into that whole bar thing, and frankly, I am not, I... I uh, I've got celiac disease. I cannot drink. And even if I could, I do not drink. Um, but some people like to stay up late into the night, talk comics, and hang out with various creators. Some creators are obviously going to be hanging out at different bars at different hotels. That one, in certain years, has had a, just a, a like one of the go-to places. Yeah. Uh, whether it's still that way now that we've got uh, the Bayfront Hilton and stuff. Yeah, that I don't know. I, I really couldn't tell you. What I found in past years particularly when we were staying at the Hilton across Harbor Drive from the convention center, a completely different Hilton than the Bayfront Hilton two blocks away. I don't know if there was much of a bar scene, but man, the breakfast in the morning? Excellent. Not only was it excellent, but we bumped into a lot of very famous people. You know, people from Stargate, people from Greatest American Hero. I mean, just, it was kind of cool. Yeah. When, when you see people at your hotels, be it the Marriott, the Hilton, wherever you're at, that are celebrities or whatnot, or working a booth or what have you, um, comic creators, respect that, you know, hey, they're kind of, I don't say on stage, but but on when they're at their booth and doing their thing. Don't pester them. Don't chase them down into a bathroom or whatever. Don't interrupt their dinner. Be nice. Be kind. Let them have their time. Let them talk amongst themselves. I'm not saying you can't go near them or anything. Be courteous. Be respectful. And most of them are really cool people. I mean, Zach Levi, at one point, I saw him at the uh, the the Marriott, at the Elevator Bay. And people, oh, that's Chuck, you know? And he's, oh, yeah. And he was, you know, you want an autograph, whatever. But if he had been late, he needed to get back to his room or, you know, get somewhere or whatever, he might not have had the time. Don't give him a hard time for that. Yeah, exactly. And again, I, I don't know that he'd ever have that problem. Some get a little more pressed for time. Some just get a little overwhelmed by the crowds. Well, and also keep in mind that some of them, when they step the equivalent of off stage and are trying to enjoy the convention, some of them will be there with their kids and yes. respect that they are now in parent mode. And imagine if you were out with your kid, would you want someone distracting you from being a parent and watching over your kid and enjoying a moment with your kid? I, I think that's a great point because it's one thing to go up to somebody and say, hey, 
I'm a fan of your work. I just wanted to say thanks. Or can I get an autograph? Whatever. And don't pester them for autographs and stuff like that. I've seen it a couple of times. It's just not cool. But if they're there with their family, if they're in the middle of a conversation, if they are clearly not just standing there minding their own business with nobody around, you know, mm-hmm. respect that. Definitely. Um, now, you know, how would you feel if you were in their shoes is what it comes down to. Definitely. Now, the flip side of all of this is up in the sales pavilion, the autograph area. If you have time, definitely go up there, see who's there. And a lot of them, people don't get the word, don't know they're up there. See, you know, if someone you know, and some of them will be folks you loved on television as far back as the 70s, the 80s, go say hi, talk to them, let them know how much you enjoyed their work. I can guarantee you practically that at almost any point in the convention, when autograph areas in full swing, there will be at least one person at their table ready to give somebody an autograph, chat with them, whatever, with no line whatsoever for an extended period of time. Through no fault of their own. It's just their crowd is off busy or just not there. Yeah. And they usually charge for autographs. That's how some of them are making their money these days. And that's kind of the norm for Comic-Con. Personally, I don't care for that, but that's the way it is. And I'm just not much into autographs myself. Go up, say hi, tell them you like their work, chat with them for a bit, see what they're doing, see what they'd be interested in, you know, whatever. Um, we had at uh, Austin Comic Con a great conversation with Richard Anderson, who played uh, Oscar Goldman in the old $6 million man bionic woman stuff. Mm-hmm. I, for, I guess you were the one who asked him, you know, if you could be doing something now, what would you be doing? And he mentioned, well, there's this role in the American I thought I'd be great for. And it's like, wow, that's interesting. We haven't seen the American. So, of course, yeah. we went and watched it. That's the role he was. He would be yeah. It's, it's fun to talk to these people. Most of them are incredibly cool people. Over the years, we've had some great conversations. Uh, Tony Amidala from uh, Stargate. Who's Definitely. Now on Continuum. Man, he is just a really smart guy, really cool guy. Um, fun to, to chat with. Uh, that and just an amazing actor. Also, Once Upon a Time is what he's on. Yes. And they're just very personable people. And sometimes having a human conversation, if you will. A lot of times you'll get a sense of who they are as a person. And you'll go from, honestly, from enjoying their work to becoming a fan for life. Because you just feel that a connection of, hey, I kind of know them. And wow, they're even cooler and more impressive than I realized, in part because, oh, wow, they're nothing like the character they played. They're that talented an actor. Mm -hmm. But again, that's when they're at the booths, find out what their autograph schedule is, find out what their schedule is, respect that. Keep in mind, they may need to, to go from their panel straight to an autograph session, vice versa, or they're expected to be at a booth. They've got a schedule to keep. Be considerate of that. And many of them have very difficult schedules to keep. Yes. And be considerate of your fellow fans. Don't monopolize the time on somebody. You know, share it with everybody else. Um, mm-hmm. I have heard horror stories of, of creators and so forth getting kind of chased down in bathroom stalls of, I've got this pitch I'd like to give you. It's like, oh, come on, don't do that. Now, one other thing about the restroom facilities at the convention center, and I mentioned this because I've, I've seen this go horribly awry. There are men's rooms, there are women's rooms. When you come out of certain hallways, immediately on the left is is the men's room always. Other hallways, it's not. I recall at one point, and this was in front of uh, like hall B or C or something like that, a very prominent 
creator came out needed to make use of the facility so he's coming out of the hall immediately you turn start going in and there are a couple of people yelling his name with a no he was heading into the wrong one um quickly got that corrected and people let him kind of go and it's like no harm no foul we just respect you we were trying to you know take care of your business so Check the sign before you go in. I'm just saying. Um, and hope it doesn't say Norman and Norma, because those signs looked an awful lot alike. Yeah, sometimes they do theme up the signs. Other thing to keep in mind at the convention center, there are ATMs. Those have lines. If you're going to use them, plan accordingly. Uh, and they may run out of money. And put an index card or something in your pocket and keep a list of where all your cash goes. Because odds are by the end of the weekend, your cash will be gone and you'll wonder where it went. And cash is great for dividing checks at restaurants. It's awesome for that. Having plenty of cash beyond just 20s. Being able to break 20s, man, that can make you a huge hero at a, uh, a, a late night dinner or whatever. But... You spend a couple of bucks here, go get a trade paper back there, go try somebody's comic, get a little original art. If you're doing this all on cash, you could go from, you know, having, you know, 100, 200 to where the hell did I spend it all? Pretty quick. It's worth having something just to jot down. And if you don't have an index card on you, you're already at the convention center. Again, if you've grabbed that daily program, yes. it'll have a little space, I'm sure, on it somewhere for you just to be jotting down, hang on to that... It, do you need to track all of your money? Do you need to budget it all? That's probably a good practice in life in general, but it's at least that way you know where it went. You can also be checking, oh, did I get what I wanted? It's easy to forget, oh, yeah, I've already picked up this one comic I looked at four booths back. Comic-Con, for me at least, is information overload. The place is crazy. It's packed. You go too close to the video game section, it is incredibly loud and just, you know, a lot of, of sensory input. Write stuff down, use an external brain, it helps a lot. Definitely. The other thing to keep in mind in terms of, of cash supply, suppose you get thirsty and you want to go for a soda. I don't know how much it is this year, but if it's less than $3, I'll be surprised. I'll be stunned. The food at the convention center is, from my perspective as a celiac who can't have gluten, so no wheat, oat, barley, or rye, or uh, wheat, oat, barley, did I forget one? Wheat, oat, rye, barley. Yeah, I'm close enough. Uh, and no dairy. That that limits me entirely. That whole pretzel stand, poisonous. Anyways, um, there are a few places hidden around in some years that have a more extensive menu. Whether they're still doing that or not, I'll, I'll be honest, I've lost track. Uh, the mezzanine level, you can usually find pizza and hot dogs. Um, they usually have uh, salads, I think, somewhere, mm -hmm. maybe some sandwiches. I thought I saw some Greek food one year. Um, it's worth scoping out what's at the different places. Keep in mind, you're going to have a line there, and it's going to be incredibly expensive. The advantage, it's right there. You don't have to get out of the hall. That's five or ten minutes there. Get across to the, the gas lamp. Go find a place. Is it busy? Plan your, your meals accordingly. I always tank up on a really big breakfast before we go in. Well, the flip side is if you're willing to walk in the gas lamp quarter and look for a place, and if you're totally flexible, which with the celiac we each have, we're less flexible, people are on vastly different schedules. So yes, you have 100,000 people looking for food, but they aren't all trying to get lunch at noon. 
So if you find a restaurant you want and it's got a line, walk a little further. As one person said on a forum I was on recently, if they're standing at the door holding out coupons, odds are they don't have a line at the moment. Comic-Con is, I don't even know what would be the right analogy. It's like D-Day, I think, for restaurants and the gas lamp. Because suddenly you go from, it's a regular kind of a week the previous week. Things may ramp up a little the Monday, Tuesdays. You got all the people who've been building the booze, the publishers coming in early, you know, whatever. Wednesday, it's preview night. Suddenly, every geek in the, the vicinity has descended upon the gas lamp and they're hungry. It's going to be that way. Actually, it's probably worse Thursday, Friday. But anyways, the entire weekend is going to be inundated. In some cases, they've doubled up on their staff and they're still shorthanded. I have been in restaurants where I went with, frankly, too large of a crowd sometimes. And if you say, oh, yeah, it's fine if you split the checks and they say, oh, well, the food will come out at different times, it will come out at different times. Now, what really sucks is if somebody then complains, the food's coming out at different times. How come you should service all at once? You ask for separate checks. It goes in the kitchen that way. Work with the waiters, the waitresses. If you want separate checks, let them know up front. If that means the food comes out at different times, accept that. Do not yell at them. Understand they're slammed and we've done it to them. This is an incredibly stressful time for many of the people at the hotels, the restaurants, the bars, the, the whole vicinity of the gas lamp. We have literally invaded their turf. Mm-hmm. And sure, they like the money we're paying them. It's, it's, it's a good cash influx for them, but it's not easy. Well, one year we were hanging out with some friends in their hotel room and they said, oh, let's just order room, room service. service for some dinner instead of going to find a restaurant and we called down and ordered room service and an hour later they called back to the room to say we should have told you sooner but we didn't realize we've run out of the gluten-free food it took them an hour to realize room service at the hilton bayfront the omni the hilton gas lamp uh the marriott the uh the hyatt among others those are the ones most immediately adjacent the hard rock Uh, The room service and elevators, they come when they come. Yes. Be patient. Be understanding. If you are in a rush or whatever for room service, let them know. They may not be able to help you. But again, they're trying. They're doing their best. Be understanding. Plan a little in advance. The further out from the convention center you can get for meals, uh, particularly dinners and stuff, I think the better off you are. San Diego is a great town. There's tons of great food all over the place. Uh, if you don't have a car, it can be a little challenging to get to, but it's it's worth it just to, again, not be uh, part of the, the, you know, invasion force. Yeah. Um, be nice to the, the, again, the waiters and stuff at the restaurants. Be understanding. If mistakes get made, give them a chance to fix it, but be don't come down. Don't yell at them, whatever. I cannot stress that enough. And the reason to me, this is a bit of a hot button issue. For most people, if your meal gets messed up, it's inconvenient. For me, particularly early in the the week, uh, like that Thursday or whatever, if my dinner gets messed up, I am practically out of commission no later than Sunday, if not earlier. And I've had that a year or two. Yeah. We've had a couple of years driving back, uh, having essentially been poisoned unintentionally by somebody. Uh, because they got slammed, a mistake got made, whatever, they, well, it doesn't really matter if, you know, whatever, because they've been yelled at for everything, you know, by everybody. Um, I actually one year heard a waitress basically throw up her hands, just 
I, I, I've already lost the tip. I can't do anything right. Why even bother? Well, and, and on, I'm like, I, I have food allergies. Please don't say that. Yeah. I beg of you. On the subject of tips, you know, of course, leave the money. Don't get me wrong. Leave the money. But if you have a moment, if you're talking to your waiter or your waitress and they know you've come from con and they make any comment, I wish I could go. I'm a huge fan mm. of anything they mention. If you know in the bag you're carrying, you got handed a freebie from whatever that is and it's not something you want, leave it with your tip. Even if it's just a trading card, a pin, a something that means nothing to you, it may mean the world to them. Or their kid or something like that. It just, oh, you, you're into that? Really? Hey, I've got one right here. Here, it, take it. It's yours. They'll Thanks for serving us. You've been doing a great job. And just the act of saying thank you sometimes can make a big deal. They'll adore you. Help these people out survive uh, our inundation. For that matter, the people at the booths as well at the, yes. at the convention center. This is a long day, uh, weekend for them, week for them, really. It's five days. Uh, many of them, you know, at the smaller booths, it's like they're there with one or two other people. They're trapped in that 10 by 10 prison for, for the weekend. Be nice. Um, don't waste their time. Be careful and avoid, you know, I almost will say avoid eye contact. Hmm. Because I've had a couple of times where I I saw somebody, they saw me, hey, I've got this thing to sell you. Um, that actually happened at the Capital City Con. Next thing I know, I'm practically getting electrocuted with this device. Wasn't that bad. The arm's still tingling. Um, but, you know, listen to their spiel or don't. But be polite. Don't be rude. Uh, if you're not interested, just tell them, hey, it's 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 not for me. But, you know, hey, best of luck to you, whatever. Um, don't, again, I've seen some people just be, you know, uh, cruel or, or whatever to other people, both behind the booth or the people talking to them or they... Or they're big fans and they just monopolize the time. Nobody can get to see the portfolio, buy mm -hmm. the, the material, whatever. Keep in mind, these people are paying at least, I think, twelve or $1,400 for the smallest possible booth, five, six, seven hundred for one of the, the small tables, plus whatever hotel arrangements and other travel stuff they've had to get out here. They've got to make that money back for this convention to pay off and break even for them. Well, and word of mouth advertising is an amazing thing for any and every vendor there. So if you're offered a postcard, a freebie of any sort for something that you know one of your family members, one of your friends, someone is a fan of, accept it. Give it to them. Help these people promote their stuff. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who you bump into later, it's like, hey, you should check out this or whatever. Again, you've got... if. If you don't have a pen on you, when you get up uh, to go into the con the next day, grab a pen at your hotel room. They've always got them. Or if you're coming from home, do the same thing. Always have a pen and some paper on you so you can write down, this booth at this number it yeah. has something cool. If you just write down the name of the booth, it's a, yes, you can find it if you look in the app, look in the map, whatever. It can still be challenging. I've had a few years booths move. Mm -hmm. That that really freaked me out one year. It's like you weren't here. You were on the other side of the hall yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. This this one freed up and I just moved. How did that happen? Magic. But also, if you've got something that a friend of yours is going to be looking for, if you're travel, if you're at the con with a group of friends, ask them what they're interested in, what they're looking for. Keep an eye out for it. Again, mm -hmm. I walk the hall every year. I've done some years where I have photographic evidence of that. Now, granted, that's 
2002, so yes. over a decade ago. But there were things, it's like, I'm a, afterwards, it's like, man, they, they said this magazine was there at the, the con. I didn't see it. And I'm looking through my booth's uh, photos. and Well, actually, I did. I just didn't notice. Mm-hmm. It's the whole invisible gorilla kind of thing. There's the psychology experiment where count the number of passes the the team in the white shirts is making of the basketball. You're counting that. Gorilla walks through. It's like, if you're not looking for that, you don't notice it. Find out what your friends are looking for. Help them notice it. Worst case, they say, yeah, I'm not interested in that at that price or whatever. Or I'll come back later. But they may say, oh, wow, that's exactly what I've been looking for. Thank you. Well, I always joke that there are multiple conventions going on. There's the convention that I'm aware of and I'm attending. There's the convention that the end of the day when I talk to you, you tell me you went to. Yeah, the convention I go to and the convention you go to at the same time at the same place, very different. And then when I get home, there's the convention I read about online. I'm like, wow, that happened while I was in San Diego? I had no idea. Every year after the convention, I go to Comic Book Resources and I look at the amazing amount of coverage that Jonah's team, and I'm a staff writer at Comic Book Resources, but I, I, I do not take part of that, that I am in awe of what those guys do because they will, in short order, over the span of, of the next week, because um, we're recording this Monday, by this time a week from now, the convention will be over. There will probably be at least, oh, geez, I don't know, 60, 100, 200. I, I, I really, I honestly have no idea how many articles on comic book resources about panels, about uh, publisher announcements, um, interviews with other people they've done, plus whatever the CBR TV stuff does. They do extensive coverage, really good coverage, um, and they do it on the fly in short order. They're sending articles in shortly after panels. Some of it's being live tweeted. Um, it, it blows my mind um, how much the, of the convention they cover. Mm-hmm. And again, for a couple of years, I was trying to get just visual evidence of everything. Uh, on the hall floor, I didn't even try the panels. I'd love to try getting the photos again. Mm. But to do that, I would need basically some help because it's too crowded to do otherwise. And I'd need to be really organized and some lead time. Well, and your live tweeting comment, it reminds me, if you're in line for a panel and it looks like you're not going to be able to get in, don't give up, first of all. (laughs) You never know when the room might make room for you and you might get in. But second of all, hit Twitter and see if there's some account, probably an official one. For instance, I was in line for the psych panel one year and we weren't getting in. My friend pulls out her smartphone, goes to the psych official Twitter feed, and she's reading me the questions and answers from the psych panel while we're in line for it. Well, and that's another convention that's going on at San Diego that I don't think a lot of people, or maybe I'm just uh, too too Amish to, to know, uh, I don't think a lot of people really fully gather how much of this is happening on Twitter, on Facebook, and through social media, both in terms of that kind of live tweeting of panels or uh, announcements or, you know, various 
booths say, you know tweeting out okay we've got this freebie at this time yes there are a lot of booths still say check this feed to know when to come by our booth to receive this freebie or to find out about the signing and there are also booths still say if you post this as a tweet or put this up on facebook and show it to us then we'll give you this freebie so definitely make sure your smartphone is capable of tweeting capable of facebook or capable of scanning QR codes. Yes. Those those square barcodes, they're all over the place some years. And you can get on some great mailing lists that way, find out some great information. I guess for me, I mean, I'm a techie at heart. I'm definitely a, a geek, a, a programmer for a living. But I'm not that plugged in on the social media. I'm not real. I mean, I've got automated feed of the podcast on Twitter, but I'm not tweeting left, right, and center. Um, I guess I get my fill of the social media doing the podcast here, but we've got some friends that, that are just plugged in on that stuff and they are so knowledgeable about what's happening, where and when mm -hmm. and able to act on it. It's astonishing to me. Yeah. And the amount of things happening between the, the Facebook, Twitter, again, comic book resources, even if you are not going to the convention, you can go by proxy pretty easily pretty quick mm -hmm. um and get probably more information out of it than many of us who will be there in the flesh obviously fewer buying opportunities but that's probably not a bad thing either you've you've paid less for travel yes um so i mean this is uh, hopefully people who aren't going are still listening at this point of the episode but there's i think a lot you can get out of San Diego even without going, but to get the most out of it by going, check the maps, know where things are, check the booth schedule, uh, both the list of booths and the schedule at the booths. When is your favorite writer or artist signing at what booth? Where are they going to be when? It would suck to go to the DC booth. Oh, yeah, they're at their artist alley table. Get there. Oh, they're at this this panel. You get there. Oh, well, they'll be back at the DC booth. You don't want that. Um, yeah. You may hit that. Uh, but it's ask the schedule, find out the schedule. It's 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 doable, um, usually fairly easily. Other times it may be a little challenging. Um, I've already gone through a first pass of the schedule, figured out where I may want to be. At this point, the only thing I am absolutely positive I will be at is the ninth annual All Star Comic Book Podcasters Panel uh, because I'm going to be on it, um, and that's four o'clock on Thursday. Hall 28DE. I've got a number of other things I want to go to. I'm, I'd like to, I, I'm hoping to make it to the uh, previews panel at 1230, room 8. Uh, meet some of the people who actually put previews together. Um, I think it's wonderful they're doing that panel. I think it's long over too. Previews has been, I mean, I do the preview spotlight. Obviously, I'm a big fan of that. A lot of people, oh, I shouldn't have to buy a catalog for comics. Well, you know what? You, you have a good point, but oh well, you do. You know, and 308 or so issues. I don't believe they've ever been late. There were one or two times the schedule got a little wonky just because of when, you know, five-week months would happen or, or holidays or, you know, end-of-year type stuff. But it's not like they missed a month ever. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so a five to 600-page catalog every month for 300-some-odd months. Um, that's That's a bit of a rat race there. And just keeping track of all that, doing the logistics of that, I am in awe of that. Um, 
And to me, that's kind of the gospel of what's coming out, what's, I don't say what's real in comics, but what's going to be real. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact they're finally getting a panel, I think is awesome. I definitely want to be there. I want to meet a couple of these people face to face. I've traded some emails with uh, a couple of them. Um, and they've been very helpful, very informative. When I've asked a couple of questions, like, uh, what's going on with this? Oh, okay, that's what's going on. Um, I don't think they get their, their time in the spotlight, so I'm happy to see that. Beyond that, I've got a number of things I'd like to go to, some of which I will, some of which I won't. But my advice on going through the panel stuff, come up with the, oh, I've absolutely positively come hell or high water, I will be at that panel, nothing can stop me list. And the, if I've got nothing better to do or I'm just mind dead, my feet are tired, I've got to get off them, here's somewhere I could go and sit down. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you, you wind up sitting in something and it's like, ah, I wouldn't really, you know, gung-ho about it. But it actually turned out to be very interesting. A lot of panels will surprise you with just how, wow, I didn't expect that. But that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And knowing what room it is, how long it'll take to get there, where you want to go before and after can help plan your day for when do you go through what part of the exhibit hall. When do you go towards uh, the Hilton Bayfront to go check out the Gotham stuff? When do you go across from the Marriott to go check out the Viking stuff? When do you go across into the gas lamp in front of the uh, the Hilton gas lamp for whatever they've got there this year? Last year it was Ender's Game. Yes. That's where they had the Heroes Carnival a couple of years back. Yeah. Um, the other thing, walk through the gas lamp section of town. Some years they've had Flynn's Arcade. Uh, other uh, The Godzilla experience last year. Mm-hmm. There are tons of... They just take an empty storefront, theme it up for whatever movie or TV show or whatever they're promoting, and it's like either in Flynn's Arcade stepping into the the movie, or again the Godzilla experience, kind of a uh, a little piece of Japan. A, a walk through Japan as Godzilla attacks. Yeah, it's really it's like a amusement park. I don't say ride, but themed entrance to a ride mm-hmm. kind of adventure or whatever. Um. That just literally pops up. These things are scattered across the entire gas lamp area. There's probably Petco Park's another place for yes. this. Petco itself, the the baseball park, it's parking lot. I mean, there are things in a, I don't even know how much of a radius out from Con these days. Um, that's well worth attending and checking out. It comes down to check the program, talk to people. You're still going to miss probably at least 80% of it. Be okay with that. Find out what you don't want to miss. Mm-hmm. Definitely. accordingly. I mean, my plan this year is I've got a bunch of index cards. I'm going to have every morning. At this point, I want to be here. At this point, I want to be here. At this point, I want to be here. Whatever to-do list I've got, just to make sure I get to the various places I want to be, when I want to be there, and can maximize my time at the con. Now... In past years, I haven't uh, looked at how long the exhibit hall is open this year because it changes a little from year to year. And with the later paneling, it may be open later. I don't know. It's roughly open about 40 hours. And to me, what I love about Comic-Con is for those 40 hours, the exhibit hall is kind of the world's largest comic book store in some bizarre sense. Mm -hmm. It's also during these couple of days... Now it's more the gas lamp in general, but the whole convention experience is the comic industry kind of coalescing into one geographical location. Not all of it, certainly, but the majority of it. Getting a, a sense of are people excited about what Marvel's doing or DC or 
do they even care? Are they just there for the movies and stuff? Yeah. Um, getting that sense of it, getting that that vibe of the industry, um, seeing what cool things there are. There have been years I have spent way too much. Other years, I've barely spent anything. Um, some years I've gone looking to spend a lot. Other years I have, you know, it, it varies. There's a lot to do there. Uh, hopefully we've given you some ideas, some good advice, uh, some things to think about. Yes, this is very close to con. We're getting this up the day of preview night, but hey, I've been busy lately and frankly had a fairly full podcast schedule. Uh, but hopefully this is fairly timely. You're able to listen to it as you drive to the convention center, as you stand in line, whatever. If this has been helpful, please, you know, if you're not subscribed to the podcast already, which presumably you are, otherwise you wouldn't have found this, uh, subscribe. We've got a forum at comicbookpage.com. Post on the forum. Let me know what you thought. Should I do one of these kinds of episodes? Should we do one of these kinds of episodes next year? It's easier for us to do this for San Diego than most others because, again, we've been going there for so long. The convention has changed radically over the years, but at its heart and soul, there are certain things that are just general truisms about it. Definitely. And it's worth going to is one of them. Yes. It is a marathon is another one of them. And pace yourself. Pace yourself. Oh, geez. Pace yourself. Usually I'm kind of dragging by the end of it and I just need some time to sit down at various points because it is overwhelming how much stuff there is, cool uh, things to check out, new new things to experience, explore, learn about, people to chat with, friends to hang out with, um... You know, it's it's a blast, but it's 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 grueling. Um, so hopefully, again, gives you some some food mm-hmm. for thought, stuff to do. Have fun. If you've got suggestions on how to best, you know, enjoy this convention or really any others, please post on the forum. Um, I'd like to get a really comprehensive list going over time. You know, I've done this sort of an episode once in the past, uh, once or twice in the past, and we'll probably do it again. This year, I've gone to more conventions. We've gone to more conventions. Yeah then probably I have in the last five. Yeah. Um, and I think that's great. So uh, post on the forum. Let us know what you think, uh, both of this episode and of Comic-Con. Definitely, um, please. It's It's got just so much to offer, both in the way of movies, television, video games, toys, etc. And, of course, comics. Definitely. Anything else? Or does that pretty much do it? That does it. Cool. The show notes and form for this podcast can be found at www.comicbookpage.com under the podcast and forum sections of the website. Please email us at theguys at comicbookpage.com and let us know what you think of what was discussed in this episode. Thanks for listening.